It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Let's check in with Brett the Vet of Veterinary Associates to hear more about some of his adventures with our four-legged friends. Here's Roy Hatfield. It's time once again for Ask Brett the Vet, where we visit with our good friend, Dr. Brett Ellis of Veterinary Associates with their Xenia location right there on US 68 and the good Dr. Joidigas on a Thursday morning. Doc, how are you? Oh, I am excellent. We've uh, had another good week so far and uh, actually going to take a couple days off here. And uh, uh, that's why I wanted to let everybody know. Monday, uh, Dr. Clark and I, we're going we're gonna to go uh, see, see, see the parent. And uh, so uh, we're, we're going to be closed. Um which we've probably never done in the history of veterinary associates, but uh, um, we just had uh, not. We don't have enough uh, veterinarians to cover everything, so we're we're giving and the staff deserves a day off. So we're giving everybody a, a paid day off, and uh, uh, we'll be back Tuesday. So uh, just as busy as things have been, we just we, we needed a break. So, okay. Uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Mormon will be available for large animal calls on Monday, but uh, we're gonna. Just try to keep everything down low and uh, take a little bit of a of a COVID break since uh, since March. It's been uh, you know like our practice and their, every practice across the country nearly. Uh, it's just been busier than we've ever been. And the good news is, is we're we're getting more efficient and uh, uh, people are are uh, understanding more how the process works and we're being able to call ahead and. And uh, you know, get the transactions done and get people on the road in a, in a better time than we were in, in April for sure. Uh, that that was a little bit of a learning curve that uh, had people stressed out and a little bit anxious. But uh, yeah, so we're we're gonna we're gonna take a break this weekend and uh, uh, Monday the office will be closed, but uh, we'll be back there on Tuesday. All right. So uh, and once again, if uh, folks have an emergency, there will be somebody on call. But we're we're keeping our fingers crossed that. Uh, uh, it'll be a quiet Monday. Yeah, and, and small animal we're, we're going to send to uh, the, the med vet or the care center. Okay. So. Dr. Brett Ellis at 9.33 in the morning. A uh, interesting, uh, I, I guess, uh, phenomenon might be a word for it. You had to deal with yesterday with uh, a horse. Yeah, yeah. So I saw this horse a week ago, and uh, I was just uh, doing an exam on it. They were... Uh, a little concerned. They were, they bought the horse and they were told, uh, that he had a swelling in his sheath where their penis comes out. And so they thought, well, okay, that doesn't quite look right. But the seller said their, her, her sister, who was a vet in training, uh, told him that it was no problem, but it turned out <laughs> for whatever reason. So if a, if a horse's penis is out for too long, uh, the blood can't get out of it and it gets swollen and then gravity acts on it and it, it can't go back in. So this, we, we don't know. And then the longer they had the horse uh, throughout that week, uh, the more it hung out and the more swollen it got. So when I saw it the first time I thought we were going to have to send them to Ohio state, uh, to amputate. Cause that's, Traditionally, that's what I was taught is what you have to do when you can't either sling it up somehow with a <laughs> pantyhose, and, and they're a mess. I mean, I've never seen a really good way. That's uh, putting it mildly. Yeah. Yep. So, and we they tried to fashion some slings, but it just, you know, they get in the way, and 
they can do more harm than good. So um, I, I talked to uh, my good friend, Dr. Bimbo Welker from Ohio State. And he's a Texas boy, and his, uh, 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 his name really is Bimbo, believe it or not. But uh, he's Coming from Texas, that doesn't surprise me a it, bit. Right, yeah. It's uh, yeah, a great guy, great teacher. And uh, so his advice was that, well, I sent him a picture, and he said he's seen worse. And, uh, that we should, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's a, you know, that's common in the veterinary field, right? Uh-huh. Uh, um, he said, well, you can anesthetize the horse and shove it in the sheath. And then we took like a shoestring, it's called umbilical tape. It looks about like a shoestring and you put a purse string. So you do like a circular, uh, take a needle and you run it around the sheath to hold the penis up in place. So we anesthetized the horse. And, and this is part of the, 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 the not-so-fun part of field surgery is that they, you don't always know how they're going to be uh, when you anesthetize them. So you follow the rules, you do like you always do, and sometimes things don't go right. So you give them a sedative, their head goes down. The phrase is, head to knees, ketamine please. So we give them the ketamine once he's sedated enough, and that's the anesthetic. Um, that'll keep them laying down for about 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then they, when they wake up, they have no idea what just happened. That's a dissociative agent. So it works well that way. Um, but the, some animals will have tremors or, you know, this guy didn't want to relax. So I gave him a little more sedative. I didn't help. He was just sitting there twitching. And I was like, Oh, this isn't good. Uh, so I ran to my truck, grabbed some, uh, Valium, injectable Valium, and gave him a dose of that, and then he was good to go. So I was like, "Whoa!" You know, I, I, before yesterday, I, I uh, well, that, that makes the first procedure I've ever done like this. So you just, you know, you you like things to be you know, go smooth, but they don't always because, go smooth because there's nothing worse than having to operate uh, on somebody that's aggravated with it all hanging out. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and you got to get in front of their back legs. Uh, to put it back in, aka so, the danger zone. The danger zone, yeah, that's the kick zone for sure. So, um, but we got it in and uh, uh, put the purse string in and uh, closed it up so that you could fit two fingers. So he's basically uh, he's gonna just if you've ever seen a horse urinate, that usually comes out and it comes back in. So he's not gonna be coming out. It's just he's gonna pee through the little hole that I have. Uh, left for him to uh through a sheet but when he stood up he urinated and we were all excited but he he you know wasn't it kind of surprised him a little bit because he almost peed all over his his front leg because it had it was pointing in a different direction than it had been pointing uh the last few weeks so um it surprised him a little bit but he was he was okay and uh, we were happy and so we we leave it in the sheath for uh two months and um, they don't really need much follow-up care. You don't have to put desitin on it or, you know, any kind of ointment or antibiotics. And um, we just let it Mother Nature do its work. So it's like you use their sheath as a sling. It's like the best sling you could possibly make. Um, and uh, uh, and at 60 days, we'll have the, the, the ribbon-cutting ceremony. And uh, hopefully everything stays in place. So that's that's our goal and you know if that doesn't work then you then amputation is the only uh, oh. option so uh so, we so, hope we don't have to do that so to recap we had a, a horse and things were working too well working very well as it sounds like well no that they're not working at all he, he 
he wasn't even uh, he, it wasn't getting an erection. It, he just couldn't pull it back in. <laughs> so that's the problem. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but in everybody else's like, mind, it's working real right, well. Working really well. He looked like somebody had been out too late on you know on Saturday night at Bourbon Street. So so right, so, so it's, home without his pants. So it looks like it's working too well. Right. And he's ended up in the process peeing all over himself. <laughs> other than the Viagra, do you think we have any other 65-year-old men out there who might be able to relate? Well, they're, 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 well that's a good reason not to be circumcised. <laughs> uh, you know, there's always this option instead of amputation. So. Uh, you just never know uh, what we're going to wander into with our uh, veterinary associates. Ask Brett the Vet every Thursday at 930 on Real Roots Radio where the uh, horse is a horse, of course, of course. Well, speaking of a horse of a different color... And we'll touch on this a little more next week as we're, we're running short on time. Uh, but I, I mentioned this, and I saw this story, and I said I had to ask you about it. There's a new scientific report that reveals that cats develop a protective immune response to COVID-19. So now folks are wondering, you know, should we be studying cats more to see if we can, uh, you know, perfect the vaccine, shall we say. We've talked about uh, before llamas. Llamas. Yeah. Cows. Uh, maybe cows, maybe because they produce so many antibodies, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they would hold the key. Maybe it's a cat. Who knows? Right, right. So that'll be that'll be interesting. And, and cats do have their own coronavirus it's called feline infectious peritonitis and uh they came out with a vaccine for that about uh, 15 20 years ago um and the problem was is that the cats that, that got it didn't do as well as the cats that didn't get it when once they got exposed so they, they missed the mark on making the vaccine and we don't use that vaccine anymore um plus it was you know and but the, the weird thing is, is that the FIP, the, the way it, most of the time the cats are okay, but there's you know less than one percent that get this terrible pneumonia or this terrible abdominal effusion, uh, protein and, and fluid in their belly, and um, and kidneys uh, can get shut down, and um, so it, they have the cytokine storms like they talked about with humans. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting that we've had this uh, in, in cats that. Very similar to what we're seeing with our, our COVID nineteen, so um, the, the way the body is responding to it. So um, it'll be interesting to see what we can find. It maybe cats do hold a, a bit of the answer on how to be uh, generate a protective immune response, um, uh, manipulating their immune system. So. Uh, I'll be excited to read that article, and we can talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that next week on uh, Ask Brett the Vet. And as always, if you've got any questions, you can get those into me at uh, Roy at RealRootsRadio dot com or nine three seven three seven four thirty six thirty six or one triple eight seven forty ninety four forty four. Now I know you've got some uh, relation that uh, work up at Ohio State. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you uh, talked to them in a while? A uh, couple of weeks ago, and. Uh Still, they are still just as busy trying to uh, manage the, you know, the, the slow reopening. Well, like with uh, um, the schools, uh, you know, Ohio State is, is testing. I know they're spending two million dollars a week on Corona testing. Wow! Uh, so uh, they are doing everything they can, and, and you know, just opening up like the nursing homes now, where people can actually go and, and you know, social distance and see their loved ones. Uh, so those are the things they're working on to try to figure out how to uh, do it safely. Uh, and, and there's a, pa- a plan in place, go figure, uh, on doing it safely. And so you can start out slow and then increase it as you're able, but be able to pull it back 
uh, if you find that what you're doing is not working, which is what happens when you have a, a new virus that the, the world has never seen. Right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but, uh, that's, that's good news that we're, we're at least able to get some of those uh, uh, hurdles crossed and, you know, being able to see our loved ones in, in nursing homes again will be a, a great thing. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's how we do it. There you go. All right, Doc. Appreciate it as always. Good to chat with you, and uh, we'll recap uh, come next Thursday at 930. All right. Look forward to it. Take care, everyone. See you, bud. Keeping you informed with real regional headlines every weekday morning and Fox News every hour on the hour. Stay in the know by keeping your dial on Real Roots Radio.